difficult to, uh, to, to, to give this message, but we're going to push through. Amen? You with me? Let's go ahead and pray again so that we can receive this, this message we're going to have today. We thank you, Father, for today. We, Holy Spirit, we ask you to be here so we can listen to you, so we can pay attention to what you want to say to us. Uh, we want to pray for our guests that are here today. God, that you'll please just help them to, to know that you love them and that you have great plans for them and that, Father, know where they are. You want to meet them where they are and help them to draw close to you. We pray, Father, that us as uh, followers of Jesus, uh, Father, wherever we are, we can begin to think differently. And we love you, God. Please uh, fill this place with your Holy Spirit. Thank you. We lift up Jesus right now, and we pray in his name. Amen. Well, it's great to be back. I was uh, with my 88-year-old father and 86-year-old mother uh, this past week, and uh, I'm so grateful that I get to spend this season uh, just a few days with them uh, to, to just be with them, minister to them. And we actually got into a conversation that has a lot to do with this series that we're doing. And I appreciated David Bruce coming last week. Did you guys like uh, David Bruce last week? Uh, if, if, you're, if you're here for the first time and you missed last week, you can go to our website and watch it. We also have a YouTube channel. And I want you guys to know I was tracking with you. I, I saw some of the back of your heads uh, last week uh, at, at service, but I was tracking with you online, watched it live, and appreciate all of our speakers. And uh, just appreciate David, uh, a professional counselor, uh, starting us off with this whole series. We are talking about Think 4-8, and it all goes back to this, this verse. Uh, and, and David talked about this last week. Uh, Pleasure comes from without, but while joy comes from within. And the whole idea behind this series is, is we think that we want to be uh, happy in life, and, and we think that if I have this or do this, David talked about marshmallows last week. Did you like the video from last week? Uh, I'm, I just want you guys to know I'm part of that 70% uh, of the children. Uh, I would have ate the marshmallow and not waited the 15 minutes. That's, you know, hey, I know myself. Um, but that's who we are. Most of us are like that. And, and the whole idea is we think that if we can get another marshmallow, like David talked about last week, that it's going to fix everything. When reality is, it's what's going on on the inside of us and, and what's happening uh, inside of us. And what God is trying to teach us through this series is if we can, can, can latch on to God's ideas and, and thoughts that God wants to give us, it can change the direction of our lives. Because we can't control circumstances, but we can control our thoughts. And so the whole series that we're doing, this is part two today, uh, the whole series is wrapped around this verse that Paul gave us 2,000 years ago. He said, finally, brothers, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, say this with me, think about such things. So let me ask you a question today. What are you thinking? What are you thinking right now? Are, are you thinking things that are moving you in a, in a, in a positive direction? In a, in a joy-filled direction. And, and a lot of us, we kind of let our thoughts go, and, and, and I'm one of these people that my thoughts can go all over the map. But I need work, and I need this series. I'm very grateful for this series because 
I want to move my thoughts in the right direction as God intended. The crazy thing is David talked about, where did Paul write this, 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 this verse? He's writing it from prison, and not prison, 21st century prison. We're talking about prison, first century style, with rats and roaches and, and, and mud floors and the whole nine yards. I mean, it was, these were rough conditions. And it very well might have been after he received a beating right before jail. This was not a great time in Paul's life, but yet he's teaching you and me that you and I have control of our thoughts. Our circumstances don't control our thoughts. We control, and God can control our thoughts, which is so powerful. And what I'm realizing in my life right now is that I've got to take more initiative in my thoughts so that my life can be directed in a, in a different place. Where all of this is coming from, because I know some of you like to go deeper, and I would encourage you to do this. It comes from these two books written by Tom Newberry. Tommy Newberry, he wrote these two books, The 4-8 Principle. It's a, it's a bestseller. Also, 40 Days of Joy. We very well may go into that this summer. Uh, we're, we're talking about it. But there's some resources that are incredible, all biblical resources, teaching us the power of our thoughts. And today, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to blow you away. Okay, so turn to the person next to you and, and tell them, I'm going to get in your head today. I'm going to get in your head today. Okay, so literally, literally today, I'm going to get in your head. Okay? I'm going to get in your head and I'm going to tell you things about your head you may not have realized or understood. What is 4-8 thinking? Okay, let, let, let's talk about it, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to we'll go back to this verse here, uh, and, and you tell me, I'm going to do a little test, what is 4-8 thinking? I'm going to give you an example, and you tell me if it fits in the category of 4-8 thinking, okay? So here it is, extra hour of sleep. Yes, it is, because extra hour of sleep is excellent, excellent. I need an extra hour of sleep. Okay, here's number two. Stuck in traffic for two hours. Is that 4-8 thinking? No, that's not 4-8 thinking. That's, okay, get out of there as soon as you can. Take, take the, the, the back roads. Uh, all the people in my work are knuckleheads. Is that 4-8 thinking? No, it's not, is it? It may be true, but it's not 4-8 thinking. Another one, last, last one, last one, last one. I think you have incredible potential in your life. Is that 4-8 thinking? Oh yeah. And that's where we want to be. That's where we want to live. And that's what Paul is trying to tell us. This is where God wants us to be. No matter what our circumstances, this is where he wants us to be. So that is 4-8 thinking. Look in Romans chapter 8 if you have your electronic Bible uh, or wherever it's going to be on the screen. This is what Paul talked about in the letter of Romans. He says, those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires. 
Paul's saying something really powerful here. He, he, he talks about this idea that how do you know what somebody's thinking or what their mind is set on? How do you know? You can see it, right? You can see it by the way they live. You can see it by their face and their disposition. You can tell what people are thinking, right? You can just look at them and say, man, you're not 4'8". And I want to help you be 4'8". And you're thinking. Uh, perfect example. Uh, might not be 4'8", but can you tell if somebody's a Lakers fan? Yeah, you can tell. You know, why? Because on the outside, they probably have the, you know, purple and gold. And they probably are not 4'8 right now because Lakers aren't doing too good. But, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. But you can tell by people's outsides if somebody's got hateful thoughts, can you tell? Yes, you can tell it overflows from the way that they conduct themselves, the way they talk about other people. They're hateful. They got an edge. You can see it. You know, and so what Paul is saying here, and he says those, and we're not going to talk about those, those, we're going to talk about us. This, this, this lesson is all about me, you. Let's talk about us. What am I thinking? Not what are they thinking, what am I thinking? Okay, and, and you can tell what people have their mindset on, 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 the, on the flesh, and then he goes on in this second part of the verse, he says, but those who, have, who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. So there's two options. There's the flesh, or as in other words, it's called the sinful nature, and then there's the Spirit. So you have two options. Where do you think the Spirit resides? Four eight. Paul was describing in Philippians 4, 8, what the Spirit desires. I gotta be honest with you guys. In my nature, I do not think 4, 8 thoughts. In my nature, I think sinful desire thoughts or fleshly thoughts, okay? That's just my nature. So if I wanna move on to have 4, 8 thoughts, if I wanna think in the, in the, in the mindset of the Spirit, I have to intentionally change and get on line with the Spirit. And that's going to mean change. And, and my prayer and my hope that after this series, this can change us. And if you're not interested in change, then I, I believe you're in the wrong place. Because, you know, look at the world that we're living in. I think it's in need desperately of change. People are running after marshmallows, and they're not running after joy. They're running after pleasure, and they're very, very different. And, and, and this is the whole idea. Where you set your mind your life will go. Where you set your mind, your life will go. If your mind's on God and four, eight thoughts, if your mind is on, hey, I want to be the best I can be, I want to be successful, I believe God wants to use me in a special way, then you're going to go in that direction. But if your mind is on what's wrong with everything and I am discouraged, I'm depressed, you're heading in the wrong direction, your life will go down that road. So it's up to us. We can't change our circumstances, but we can change the way we think, which will really change the outcome of our lives. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Can you, can you tell me if there's anybody out there 
that would disagree with this being a part of your life and your mind. And this is awesome. Who wouldn't want this? Who wouldn't want to have more love? Do you want more love in your life? I want more love in my life. I want more joy. Joy that comes from within, that I can walk into any situation and go, you know what, God is with me, God is gonna work, and and I'm fired up because God is good, and he's gonna direct my steps in a great direction, and the outcome of my life will be good, no matter what the circumstances. That's joy, peace. Who Who needs peace here today? Give me some peace. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and tell you, you need peace. You need peace. I I need peace. Forbearance, meaning I'm not going to be a quitter. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to persevere no matter what the situation. I will not give up. Who needs more forbearance? Kindness. I need more kindness. Can somebody show me some kindness today? Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is where the Spirit lives. Now let me ask you a question. Do you want to be in line with the Spirit? And it's not going to come naturally. It's going to be something that you, you focus on. Romans 8, verse 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. This is for real. Do you guys know this? Uh, that young people, teenagers who indulge in basically uh, chemical dependency, uh, drugs and alcohol. Um, do you know that it literally, now we, we live in a, in a time where they can, scientists can basically do scans of the brain and see the age of a person's brain by looking at the, the, the scan of their brain. Teenagers that abuse drugs, substance abuse, Do you know they've tested, they do scans of their brain, and their brain is prematurely older than their age. Their brain, when they scan it, it looks like a 60, 70-year-old because of the effect that those substances are having on their brain. It clouds their thinking. They don't have the normal young brain as they scan a young person who does not use drugs. Their brain is young, and it looks their age. They did a scan of my father's brain last fall. He's 88 years old. His brain looks like an 88-year-old man's brain. There's little blotches in his brain. And those little brains, they come with age, it's normal. They, They create a misfire in the connectivity of thoughts, memory, and so that's why sometimes when I'm having a conversation with my dad, he'll go in a different direction. Or he can't remember. Ever been with somebody like that? That's an 80-year-old. How about somebody who is abusing drugs? It literally is killing slowly their brain. And scientists can see this now. And it's not just chemicals. People that, children or, 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 or young people who are under incredible anxiety and stress and are in a dysfunctional environment, Abuse, uh, possibly a divorce that is, that is really, really messy, ugly, hateful. Do you realize the same effect? Their, their brain, as they evaluate their brain, is prematurely aging. 
their brain is becoming older faster. And so what, what, what we're seeing is, this was written 2,000 years ago. Science is just now catching up and figuring this out in the last couple hundred years, that what you think affects your life. Now, the great news that I want to tell you about today is if your mind is governed by the Spirit, there's going to be life and there's going to be peace. So I want to move in that direction. But it's not going to come just, you know, at the snap of a finger. It's got to be something that you and I intentionally work on. So I want to do an exercise right now. I'm going to ask you if, if you can uh, close your eyes. Go ahead, everybody close your eyes with me. All right, no cheating. Close your eyes. I'm going to say a word, and then I want you to open your eyes and tell me, a little audience participation, tell me what is the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Here it comes. Golden bear. Golden bear. Open your eyes. What came into your mind? Okay, one, one at a time. Raise your hand. What, what, Doug, what'd you get? Gummy bears. Most popular answer. Okay, so I planted a word or a, a, a thought in your mind and it led you where? To gummy bears. You probably like gummy bears a lot. Other, other thoughts that came. California, right? The, the, the golden bears, right? Yeah, Laura? Weenie the Pooh. I love Weenie the Pooh. Do you realize that when I was a child, I went to see Weenie the Pooh at Sears and Roebuck store. I was so fired up. Look at what I have here on the screen. Care Bears, don't you love Care Bears? You got the, the Golden Bears of California, right? You got a real bear, probably none of you thought about a real bear, maybe. And, and, and look who came up here. We did not talk, we did not talk, but I said a word, and look where it led your mind. Right? See how it works? And you and I have to be very savvy on how that happens. You know? And, and, and here's the idea. Where your attention goes, your brain chemistry will flow. Give me another great example. Krispy Kreme donuts. Your mind's already going. Okay, you're already going. You, I just say the word and your mind's already going down there. Man, those taste good. Maybe even a little saliva started to flow in your mouth. Right? The other day I was walking in front of a, a barbecue restaurant and guess what they do? They turn the fans on so that it blows out the front of the, the store. And it happened to me. Listen, I smelled that hickory barbecue and I said, man, I want some barbecue. And I looked over, hey, what a coincidence. There's a barbecue <laughs> restaurant, right? See how it works? And they do that on purpose. People are going to mess with your mind. And you are going to mess with your mind. And the only person you want messing with your mind is, is God and Jesus in the word of Jesus. Because you know that's going to lead you in a right direction, and this is a huge what we're going to talk about today. So we want our brain chemistry to head in God's direction, not in any old direction. 
Okay, so let's look at another thought. We're going to break it down here. Let me show you your brain. We're going to talk about two parts of your brain, whether you're ready for this or not. I told you I'm getting in your head today, so here it is. You have very two significant parts of your brain. The prefrontal cortex is this part right here in the red. Okay, this is a very, very important part of your brain, and we're going to talk about exactly what goes on there. And then the, the limbex system is right here in the middle of your brain. Two very important parts of your brain because they move you and they have incredible power over your life. Let's break these down, okay? The PFC, prefrontal cortex, you're gonna get a little science. And th this is what science tells us and you're gonna see how the scriptures, the scriptures come together with science. And you're gonna see how God, thousands of years ago, he's got you figured out. And he knows your brain and he knows how it works and he can direct it in the right place so you can have fruits of the Spirit. Okay, the PFC is also called the rider. Okay, you've got the limbic system. It's also called the elephant. Okay, now I want you to imagine in your mind you've got an elephant huge animal that has the power to walk through rivers and, and storms, and, and then you got a rider who's directing that elephant, okay? So that's how you kinda, that is these, these two parts of the brain. This part right here is the prefrontal cortex, and this is the limbic system part of your brain. Two very important parts. So let's talk about these quickly. The PFC, if you got a newsletter, you can follow along and fill in the blanks. You got it? Lynn's way ahead of the game here. I highly recommend it because you'll remember it and you can go back over it. This is huge what we're going to talk about today. What happens in the PFC? They call it the rider because this part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, is responsible for decision making. Okay, when you're in an impasse and you got to go this way or this way, this part of your brain is making that decision. It's in charge of judgment. Okay, making a good evaluation of what you should do and what the situation calls for. It's in charge of strategy. You got a problem, you got to figure your way out. It's in charge of impulse control. Whoa, 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 whoa. Settle down. That's that part of your brain. Then last, it's part of your brain where you spiritually engage. This is blow away. They've done tests on people's brains while they're praying and while they're meditating, and do you know what happens to people's brain when they are praying and meditating? They evaluate, their brain becomes balanced. Balanced. The activity with the prefrontal cortex and the, part, the activity that is going on, they can study this, becomes balanced. Okay? And that's what we want, as you're going to see. The limbic system, what's this response for? Now think about the elephant. Elephant's a big, bad animal. It's in charge of emotions. Are emotions big and powerful? Absolutely. When you get emotional, ladies, the guys, the guys step back and they go, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay? Guys, too, I'm just picking on the ladies. You get emotional, some of you, brothers, and your wife goes, whoa, 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 what is all of this? What is this big, big elephant? In the room here, emotions happen in the limbic system. Rewards, okay, what are we talking about rewards? Your limbic system actually can send chemicals into your brain that produce satisfaction, produce pleasure, 
Okay, things that you do that create those things. Sometimes people chemically try to create those things, okay, through drugs and alcohol. It's, it's, it's happening in this part of the brain. Uh, social, when you feel a companionship with somebody, like a brother, you say, hey, man, I got your back, and you feel that. You go, man, he's got my back. That sense of, of security and connection, connectivity, is happening in this part of the brain. Your senses are happening in this part of your brain, and your memory are happening in your brain. So I got these two baskets of of balls to represent the two sides of, or these two parts of your brain that are very, very significant and important. And this basically represents, as we see it right now, a balanced, balanced brain. Are you with me? This is in control and this is in control, and they are balanced. There can be happiness, there can be rewards, there can be joy, and there's also good decision-making going on, good judgment, good strategy, impulse control, and good spirituality going on, balance. But what happens when you move things around? Okay, like I talked about before, brain health is all about brain balance. When these two parts of your brain are engaged and balanced, what happens, okay, I'm over here and, and I, I, I want to just focus on pleasure. I'm going to take the whole day out today and I'm going to watch movies for seven hours because I just want to turn my brain off or I want to watch sports for hours and hours or I want to eat a lot of food. I don't care about what effect it's going to have on, on you know, my health and my diet. I'm, just going to, I'm going for pleasure right now. How's your judgment? How's your decision making? People that do this make very, very bad decisions. You see it all the time. People that are under the influence of alcohol and drugs even people that are engaged in sinful activities because they're trying to satisfy their pleasures quickly, pornography, uh, sexual sin, it skews their judgment. They're not making good decisions here. You see what's happening? That, that, that all, these, all these things here on this side are, are being affected. Your spirituality is being affected when you're here. Okay? Uh, your impulse control, you have no control. And your strategy, your judgment, everything's off kilter. And, and, and we see this. We see this in people's lives. We maybe even see it in our lives. Some of us who've had problems, don't raise your hand, with substance abuse, you know. Made some really bad decisions in my life as a young man. Running after this. My goal as a teenager was to be happy, happy all the time. And so whatever was going on, if there's a party, oh, yeah, we're going. Let's go. I'm there. I don't, I'm not concerned about if the police are going to show up and, and arrest us for underage drinking. I, I don't even care about that. Drug abuse, I, I don't care. What, I'm young, man. I'm, I'm fearless. I'm all about this. Do you realize that I really hurt a lot of people in my life as a young person, particularly my parents. 
So understand the Spirit of God is not here. Now, let's go the other extreme, all right? You with me? Okay, is it possible to have an overactive prefrontal cortex? Is it possible? Do you know anybody like that? All right, do you know anybody that's got an overactive prefrontal vortex? Prefrontal cortex, what did I say? All right, that is a person, that is a person that is extremely, extremely analytical, extremely critical. I mean, they are judging everybody and everything. They've got you broken down. They've got you figured out. And they usually, these people usually struggle with a lot of negative thoughts about themselves or other people. These are not happy people. You want a great biblical example of these over-engaged prefrontal cortex people? The Pharisees. They could not connect with God. They could not connect with Jesus. And they were very critical and even got them to the point where they were hateful because they were afraid Jesus was going to turn everything upside down. These are not happy people. So you see the two extremes. What is God trying to do for us? What's he trying to help us with? Balance. What is Philippians 4.8 all about? Balance. What is God trying? What is God's initiative? What is he trying to do with us? Some of you got a bad attitude about, about God, about Jesus, about, about faith, about church, and maybe there's reason because you had some bad experiences. But what God wants to do for you is give you balance so you can enjoy both of these. You can make great decisions in your life and still enjoy it, still feel joy, feel peace, and have everything together. Isn't that awesome? That's where we want to be. But it will not happen naturally. You have got to turn over your thoughts to the Spirit of God. And it is not so you understand. It is not some, you know, thing that's out there like, oh, mystic, and i got to go to a mountain, and the clouds have got to be just right, and the stars, and everything's got to be lined up, and i got to get this feeling. No, it's not that complicated. It is time in, time in produces change. Time invested in prayer, in Bible study, in worship, and trying to change the way the world is shaping your mind and letting God shape your mind. What is it? God wants to help us balance our brain with what, is, what, it, what the Spirit desires. What does the Spirit desire? And that's what we're going to be talking about for the next several weeks. And I really want to encourage you, but I have to be honest with us. Our world is so, so skewed towards this. And I, can I speak to our young people? If you're not careful, this side can take over your life. It's all about fun, and you are going to miss out. On, I see it happening over and over again. We're so susceptible because we want to feel good. We want to be happy. We want to experience pleasure at the expense. And we don't realize we are taking away from here, and it is going to have a very severe effect. But I want to speak to everybody, brothers and sisters, I, I can't figure it out why we 
have trouble spending time engaged in spiritual things. You're so busy, you have no time for God. Listen, this, this, I, want you to, I want you to memorize Philippians 4.8. I want you to get back to studying your Bible every day for the specific purpose of shaping the way you think. Studying out the book of Proverbs, which is filled with wisdom. Knowing it, memorizing. Say, God, and praying in the morning, every single morning without fail, getting up early and saying, God, I need you. I want you to shape my thoughts. And, and putting cards, putting things, reminders, because here's the deal. A lot of our relationships are struggling because we're focused so much on this or this that we're, we're hemorrhaging. And then you wonder why, why you're struggling with guilt and why things are, are messed up and why you're hurting people. Because God's not in control, you are. See, guys, listen, when I'm in, under control, I'm gonna do bad things. I'm gonna hurt people because my nature is not in agreement with God's nature. That's a fact. I came to that conclusion real early as a young man. And, and you can see it, you can see it in, in this whole idea. You know, some of us, the way we talk to the people that we love, the way we treat the people that we love, you can see it. Isn't it obvious? The Spirit's not in control. But if the Spirit is in control, everything can change. 4-8 thinking helps us to set our mind on the Spirit, not our own thoughts. And i got to be honest with you guys. My, my own thoughts, they're all over the place sometimes. I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff. And, and I go, what? Hey, focus. Get your mind right. Think, think, you know, and, and sometimes it's just distraction. But I, I believe if we're intentional about this, we can move our lives in a very, very awesome direction where God desires it. The mindset on the Spirit produces a life of peace and joy. Not peace and pleasure, peace and joy. No matter what the circumstances. And that's what God wants from us. So this, this week, I want to encourage you to, to get back to having seven days, starting even today if you missed it, seven days where you're going to put the time in to, to, to read your Bible, okay, and pray to start your day. And I want to encourage you, whatever stands out in, in, in your Bible study, a verse, put it on a card like this and take it with you and pull it out and put it in your mind. So you can have 4-8 thoughts. It can be Philippians 4-8. In fact, why don't we do that for next week? Let's, let's try our best to memorize, memorize this verse, okay? And then you just make it your, make it your goal. I want to be 4-8. I want to think 4-8s. And you know what else we can do? When somebody comes up to you, it's a, a close relationship, and say, and, and brother or sister, it's on the same channel, and they're, they're complaining, they're griping, they're like, uh, hey, you can listen a little bit and say, I, I understand. But ask the simple question. Hey, is that 4-8? How can we take where you are and redirect it towards 4-8? How can you take your situation and make it what God intended? So this is where we're going with the series. And what I'm so excited about, guys, is that science is just now starting to figure out what God has told us long, long time ago. I got a neighbor he works at one of the Claremont colleges. He's a neuroscientist. 
and we had dinner together, and I asked him, I said, hey, can you be really straightforward with me? Tell me, do we know a lot about the brain? Have you ever touched a brain? I've touched a brain, and it's nasty. <laughs> it's kind of gooey, and, 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 and you just go, man, I, you know? And you look at that mass of goo, and you go, wow. And I asked him, I said, do we know a lot about the brain? He says, we don't know a fraction of what goes on in the brain. In fact, he told me, what I'm studying in the laboratory is a fly's brain. Because it's a little easier to figure out. But the human brain, people think it's a processor. They think it's a, a hard drive. Huh, that's not even the start of it. Our brain is so complex. And I'm glad that science is making some advances in that. And, and we can start to see that the way you think is going to affect the way that you live, and the way that you live is affecting the way that your brain is working, that you're pre-aging your, pre, you know, your brain. Why do that? Okay, and why not have great relationships where we can build each other up, help each other even get through a hard time when we're suffering, when we're hurting. We can help people and tell them, listen, God's going to bring about good through this. I know it. That's what my Bible says. Romans, you know, 828, he works out things for good. And you think that, guess what's going to happen, what's going to be the end result of your life? It's going to move in that direction. Okay, so you with me so far? Are you ready to do this, this 4-8 thing? I got three things for homework. All right, three things for homework this week. If you're a guest here, it's optional, but I want to encourage you to do it just the same. But for the members, this is your homework for the week. First one, keep your brain balanced between PFC, prefrontal cortex, and the limbic systems. You have the notes, okay, and you can tell which side you're on. I want to encourage you. And, and how you do the balance thing is, is you entrust your brain, you entrust your thoughts to God. You want God to override a lot of the circumstances, a lot of your nature thoughts, Okay, and get that, that bad stuff out and let God in. Number two is give your brain plenty of neutral or neural networks. What are we talking about here? That's just a compli way, complicated way of saying encourage yourself with God's promises. Trust me, it fires up your brain and it actually sends you in a positive, uplifting direction. Memorize scripture. Get the promises of God in your mind. Get the, the wisdom of God in your mind. Pray for God to direct your thoughts. Number three, give others some 4 8 uh, neural networks. What does that mean? That's a complicated way of saying encourage one another. Isaiah, I think you're awesome. Okay? Isaiah, I think your life is going to, you're going to have the best week you've had ever this week, okay? In fact, Isaiah, let, let's just pray about that right now. How, how does that make you feel? I mean, what if we do that with each other? You know, and even if we're going through a difficult situation, telling each other, hey, you're gonna get through this. God is gonna see you through this. That's what we're talking about. Okay, so are, are you good with this? Are you ready to do this? And I, I want you to value spiritual investment. Some of you have let your spirituality fall to the ground 
You come to church, you, you study your Bible, you pray occasionally, but you spend hours on Netflix watching stuff that just turns your brain into negativity and, 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 and you know, your limbic system is on fire. But your spirituality is out to lunch. Guys, let's, let's make good, healthy choices about what we allow go on in our mind, amen? Right now, and here's the conclusion of all this. If you're a guest here today, if you want what we're talking about, where it begins is having the Spirit of God. And what that means is studying the Bible with the person that invited you or, or, or getting involved in Bible study so you can move in God's direction. We have uh, someone here today, uh, Stephanie, right? Help me. Stephanie, she is here. She is ready to receive the Holy Spirit of God through baptism. So let's all stand up. Turn your attention to the back. In conclusion, we're going to watch Stephanie. Good morning, church. Um, so, good morning. My name is Juanita Wright, and here we have Anita. <laughs> Um, burgeoning Stephanie and Andrea, and we represent the Singles Ministry. Actually, would it be okay to ask you guys to move up, please? Come on up. I promise we won't splash. Okay. So Stephanie's going to be getting baptized today, and oh, there's Julio. It's been really encouraging because I feel like this has been a whole church effort from 